Hello, and welcome to Ground Control Parenting, a blog and now a podcast created for parents raising black and brown children. I'm the creator and your host, Carol Sutton Lewis. In this podcast, I talk with some really interesting people about the job and the joy of parenting. Today, I've invited Dr. Victor Carrion back to help us figure out how to cope with COVID fatigue during this holiday season. We definitely need his help with a wellness check-in as we come to the end of a most stressful year. As our regular listeners know, Dr. Carrion is the John A. Turner Professor and Vice Chair of Psychiatry and Behavioral Sciences at Stanford University, and he's the Director of the Stanford Early Life Stress and Pediatric Anxiety Program. Victor and I have been having a series of really interesting conversations about parenting on this podcast. He's our go-to guy for parenting stress advice, and I am so glad that he could join me today. Welcome to Ground Control Parenting, Victor. Hi, Carol. It's so nice to be back. Yay. I'm happy to have you back, particularly these days where, as I said, we can use all the help that we can get. I've been um, really thinking a lot about what I'm calling the second wave malaise, which is a fancy way of saying that we have been at this pandemic prevention protocol for a long time now. It's starting in March. It's now December. And as the news talk about another wave of the actual illness, which is terrible, even those of us who are protecting ourselves from that have been experiencing another wave of fatigue <laughs> based on the, um, the, the, the protocol that we've had to follow. So the big overall question for you today is how do parents cope with this second wave malaise for themselves and their children, especially during this holiday season? Yeah, uh, like you're right. Many of our resources have really been depleted. So we need to re-energize. And how do we do that? Well, let's remember that in the best of circumstances and on a typical year, this uh, holiday period can be quite hectic uh, for many people. You know, there's a lot of activities. There's a lot of things to prepare, uh, a lot of hosting of events. And traditionally, during this time, it can be a time of joy, but there is also a time of tiredness. One of the things that we usually energize from on a typical year is through the connectedness that we have with our family and with our friends during these holidays. But the reality is that we're all social beings. We like to connect. We like to be with other people. And something that's adding an extra level of fatigue is our inability to do so physically during mm -hmm. that time, during this time. And I emphasize physically because we still need to connect and we need to find creative ways of doing this. Um, and many of us have been doing it through Zoom. And I think we have to become a bit creative on how to do it differently during the holiday season. Also, we are almost conditioned in that we look forward to the events of the holiday season. So, mm -hmm. so even if we're tired, uh, that connectedness happens through the parties and gatherings that we look forward to have. So we, we are probably focusing on those. And I think we need to defocus a little bit. We need to maintain the connectedness. But at the same time, we need to focus on other goals. Uh, for example, 
2021, the new year. What will the new year bring? How will the holidays be next year? Can we start making plans for vacations for the next year or the year after that? Uh, and, and what I'm really describing is an exercise on flexibility. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, that may be more challenging than it sounds because when we are fatigued, we tend to actually become more rigid. And, and, and I, I think we need to put a conscious effort into a few things. One, how we remain connected. Two, how do we do it in a creative way? And how we really look forward to events past the holidays, that is not all focus around the holidays. So staying connected. um, And so that would mean um, making specific plans over the course of the holiday period to connect with family members that you're not going to see. You're suggesting that we specifically plan as opposed to say, oh, we'll Zoom with them at some point to, to make the plans to do so, to plan the connections. And you could actually, as I think about it, if you have younger children and, and who are very creative, as Victor, you are often saying, perhaps you engage them in um, activities that either can be done on a Zoom with the family or they can decorate the Zoom space for the conversations. There's got to be some way to to try to make this a f- more fun event than just sitting in front of yet another screen <laughs> and, and, and talking with another <laughs> face. <laughs> and also activities outside of Zoom, like, for example, um, holiday cards, right, which is something that has been delegated to like a secondary action that we do mm-hmm. during the holiday season may become primary again. Maybe mm-hmm. we can get together with our nuclear uh, family to, to really make the card sending a bit more special, maybe mm-hmm. by writing something unique uh, about the family or being creative in that area as well but engaging in, in other activities as well. That that makes a lot of sense. I find this year, as I'm getting cards from people who use photos in their cards, it's actually surprisingly affirming and reassuring to see uh, families all together, um, some with masks and sort of a fun approach, and some who are just got all dressed up just like any other Christmas <laughs> or any other holiday season. So, so for those of you who have sort of pushed card making or card sending way down to the bottom of your list and understood perhaps if you don't feel like sending them out to a lot of people, maybe you just make them for the people that you would have been spending the time with in the holiday season. Maybe you just make a very small, a limited edition holiday card, which doesn't have to get there on the day or just can get there sometime in the next few weeks. So, so I, I like the, I like the concept of, of um, creativity and, and, and staying connected. So you talk about planning for the future. I love that idea, but but I, I want to connect that to something that, you know, when we've talked about this previously, you, you mentioned this concept, this anhedonic concept, anhedonia, which mm-hmm. is my favorite new word <laughs> for thanks to you. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it means an inability to experience pleasure from things that usually bring pleasure, which just crystallizes how I think many of us are feeling about this season. So how can you push through that? I mean, planning requires you to sort of get motivated to plan. 
how, how do we push through that? Those of us who are experiencing anhedonia <laughs> to yeah. get to the planning stage. Well, we want to know what kind of anhedonia it is, right? And how bad our energy has been affected. Usually it goes with fatigue that we feel like we have less energy, that, that we have difficulty uh, having pleasure and that, um, or that we have a hard time being surrounded by people that are feeling this way, right? And we may be forcing them to feel the way that that we're feeling, that we want them to be happier or we want them to be more joyful when in reality they may not be there. Um, I think it's important to take our temperature, see where we are mm-hmm. uh, in terms of how we're doing uh, as we are interacting with with the family. So so we're we're what, what, what I'm saying here is that it's important to not put all your eggs on the holiday basket. Mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm. So, but at the same time, what people are hearing us say is that it's important to keep traditions. So, <laughs> so we don't want to be too contradicting, right? right. So I, I think what we're saying is that it is important to keep traditions, but also we should see um this experience as an opportunity to make new traditions like the ones you were talking about with the cards for example and it it doesn't need to be something huge it can be something as simple as you know making some some special cards but you have to feel that way you have to feel like you want to do that mm-hmm. and and your family your nuclear family has to also uh feel that way so it's important to assess where the family is, and it's important to assess where you are mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So, so I like that, taking everyone's temperature, but starting with taking your own. So the concept of how you're feeling impacting your, your flexibility or impulsivity, and, and, and actually before I say this, one other concern about the holiday that many parents have is that because financial situations have changed, it can't be as big of a Christmas or celebration as it has been. So that that's real. And that's, and that's something that parents are going to have to deal with. But if you're just not feeling it, you could say, forget the tree, forget Santa. Um, what I hear you saying, Victor, is that perhaps the family can come to that, but you have to first see where you are and then see how everybody else is as well. Is that right? Uh, yes, because, you know, like I said before, when we're not feeling great, we tend to become more rigid. And mm-hmm. when we become more rigid, we become more impulsive. And that's when we make decisions like that, like no tree or Santa is not coming or, mm-hmm. you know, different <laughs> things like that. And if we know that that's part of just being a human being, then let's work on becoming a little bit more flexible. But But flexibility doesn't just come <laughs> it really it takes a, a conscious effort we actually have to make a point of saying okay what was that thought about of not celebrating you know exocation why mm-hmm. am i thinking that way am i getting that from the vibes from my family mm-hmm. are they feeling the same way uh how am i doing how are they doing let's talk about this let's talk about how we're doing and let's talk about what we want to do or what we would like to see happen. And let's talk, yes, about the holidays, but let's also think beyond that. 
because another thing that we are celebrating is the end of 2020, which I think is going to be welcomed by a lot of people and and something to look forward, right? Especially with now the vaccines and the new treatments and and some real light at the end of the tunnel, mm-hmm. right? A, a dawn after a dark winter. But, you know, what do we do in dark winters? We put lights, right? Mm-hmm. We put lights to take care of that darkness. And I think we have to find ways in which we bring light to our pot, our bubble, our community in ways that are safe, in ways that are intelligent, and in ways that lift our spirits up. Now, let me just say that while you're gauging your temperature, your energy, your anhedonia, right, your like lack of enjoyment, you really want to, I'm going to put the clinical hat now, right? You really want to assess, is this something more serious than what we are talking about? Are we talking about, am I experiencing a clinical condition? And many people want to know, am I, am I, you know, like psychiatrically depressed or, or am I just fatigued like we've been talking about? And one rule of thumb there, well, there's two. First, that you don't have to make that decision alone, right? You can always talk to your doctor and, and check how things are going for you, especially if there's a prior history of uh, psychological issues. And, um, and the second rule of thumb is to look at our function. I mean, is, is the way that I'm feeling affecting my work or is it affecting my relationships or is it affecting the amount of distress that I experience? For example, getting out of bed, right? Or not being able to sleep and, and or not eating or, or things like that. If any of those are being affected, relationships, work or school performance or that sense of distress that manifests behaviorally um, or cognitively, right? If we start having negative thoughts that that really are controlling our behavior, um, then we need to seek professional help. But many times we can feel that fatigue and function uh, completely fine. And, And I think that that's what we're talking about when we say, well, just be flexible, right? Uh, be, because if it's more than that, it's not just about being flexible, but it's about getting psychological care. Right, right. Uh, let me ask you, would that be something that parents could use as a checklist for their children? If you, the parent, are fine, but you see some impact in work or school and social relationships and distress with your children, is that also sort of a sign that you should try to get them some help? Yes, with, with the awareness that we need to approach it in the appropriate developmental manner. So, mm-hmm. for example, different children may manifest that distress that I was talking about in different ways, right? While preschoolers may regress in their behaviors and start sucking their thumb or wetting the bed when they're in, in this level of distress, school-age kids and may develop stomach aches or headaches that have no obvious medical condition, mm-hmm. right? And then adolescents may get more withdrawn and isolated and not wanting to talk. So we need to pay attention to those behavioral red flags, mm-hmm. but don't be afraid to ask, you know, uh, mm-hmm. just 
ask them, how are you feeling? How are you doing? And, and make sure that that communication is open because the answer the first time that you ask will probably be like, okay, why are you asking me? <laughs> right? So the main message is, oh, no, I just want to make sure that you know that if you feel like talking about this, you can come to me. Because then at any time during the day, usually sometimes we're the very young at nighttime, uh, they know they can uh, talk to the parents about this. They need to know that it's okay. And they need to know that they are not going to overwhelm the caretaker further, right? So that, that goes back to checking checking your temperature again, right? Uh, is it true mm -hmm. that I can make this individual safe, secure uh, in their environment, which is the message that kids want to hear? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it is um, hard to think about silver linings in this pandemic, but one of the things that I think it's brought to the forefront, which has been a good thing, the importance of mental health, mental wellness in families, in your everyday life. I mean, I think um, it, it, this this isolation, this the 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 disconnection has has really um, made people much more conscious of the active steps you have to take to make sure that you're feeling okay. And if for whatever reason you as a parent conclude that you or your children are not as okay, I mean, it's not like suddenly you have some ailment, some clinical depression. It's not as if you are suddenly going to be labeled with something that follows you the rest of your days and impacts everything. <laughs> and so, Victor, how, how can we help people to ask for help and not feeling like, okay, maybe I feel this way. It's the end of the world. Yeah. You know, it's part of everything we've been caring about, right? We've been for nine months now, I think, or more, uh, uh, worrying about health, right? right. So, right. so mental health is health, basically. Mm -hmm. so, so it's just part of, I'm caring about every organ, right? I'm caring about my lungs. I'm caring about my heart. I'm also caring about my brain and my mm -hmm. mind and my mood is, is just part of it all. But mm -hmm. uh, to answer your question, we all had an acute stressor or a number of them right this year and to the baseline stressors that that we always experience and this acute stressor of this pandemic has become a chronic stressor so the adaptation to an acute stressor and a chronic stressor differ uh, mm -hmm. with chronicity is difficult to see the end in sight and that's what leads to that fatigue that we were talking about and also some of the resources that we use kind of become exhausted as, as time goes and we need to replenish. So when a chronic stressor is present, it's very important that we act proactively and that we act preventively. So when we're talking about the importance of checking our temperature or thinking of our mental health and the mental health of our children, what we're saying that makes perfect sense in view of a chronic stressors. So what can I do preventively so that the situation uh, doesn't worsen, if there is a situation, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so that the, the temperature doesn't get higher, so that uh, I can do something now that can actually have more impact than waiting for a condition to become more severe mm -hmm. or, or dysfunctional in the future. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let me let me say that ignorance and avoidance are really never uh, healing in any way. They actually just worsen clinical scenarios. So uh, avoidance of putting sometimes things away, like saying, "Well, I'm working right now. I cannot think about that. I'll deal with this with it this weekend," and actually doing it this weekend. Right? That that's not the avoidance that I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's another level of avoidance, which is totally denying the experience that are having. And although we see denial sometimes as a defense mechanism, is what we call a porous defense mechanism. It would only work for so long before it mm-hmm. collapses. Mm. So I really appreciate that we have delved into sort of the, the the different and deeper versions of what people can be experiencing in this holiday season. I want to take a step back and, and sort of lighten it to talk about people that have thankfully not discovered anything clinical, but are still having difficulty being merry and jolly. <laughs> and I, I want to get back to the, the concept of the taking of the family temperature and the being flexible with the solutions and the suggestions. Um, I like thinking about um, this family discussion, maybe deciding that no one wants to celebrate Christmas the same way. I mean, we talk about traditions. Would it be helpful if a family decided that there'll be a, a 2020 tradition or a COVID tradition where everyone just stays in their jammies and watches old movies? I mean, <laughs> maybe some families will be okay with not doing anything. And then that, that's okay as well. Yeah, no, I think it's a very personalized choice as long as it's authentic and as long as it takes everyone into account, right? Because if everybody's in their jammies and this person was really looking forward to getting all dressed up, that needs to be figured out, right? So it's going to be different for different families. and And there's no prescription other than yes people get a pass to be creative and do whatever they want but they have to all choose it um together (laughs) you know one one thing that uh i just thought i i was thinking about the different ages of children and what christmas may mean for them Mm -hmm. and how for a three to four year old the parents may be so concerned right that they cannot go to the department store to see Santa or get those photos or, or do all of that. But the reality is that for a kid at that age, Christmas is home. You know, Christmas is just being at home and being with, with the parents. And then later, <laughs> you know, when you have like seven, eight, nine-year-olds and they really have this long tradition of doing this for a number of years, that 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 may be more. I can see some of them throwing a temper tantrum, right? That they have to stay. That they have to stay home. But it's a great age to actually teach uh, citizenship and how we're doing Ooh. things. And people are doing things for us, and that's almost like a holiday gift that we are giving to each other. That seven to nine age period, to your point, maybe if if you're getting that reaction, it may be a great opportunity to talk about how you can help bring joy to other people. I mean, it's true that when you help other people, you feel better yourselves and, and your seven to nine-year-old may not realize that, but that might be a good opportunity for you, for the family to talk about what they can do 
for other people for Christmas. Maybe pick out a few presents and, and donate them somewhere or do something that takes the the focus a little bit away from what's not happening for them and help them understand how they can help things happen for other people. Well, and it's a good time to also make children aware that they're giving the gift of of wearing a mask, right? And mm-hmm. keeping safe and keeping distance through that, through those mechanisms, they're giving the gift of time and the gift of, of health to other people they'll never know. And, and that's a good experience for them to have that they will not have, hopefully, in any other year. That's great. How about you, Victor? Let me ask you, how are you... Um, and 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 the people around you sort of um, thinking about the the holiday season. I remember we, you've said that you like to make plans. Is planning a way for you to sort of <laughs> a planning a way for you to push through? Yeah, for me, what works is to have uh, some level of, of normalcy of what we had. So, kind of of have some kind of rhythm of of the activities that we used to engage in. So for example, we talked about the writing of the cards. Uh, There's also the gift wrapping. We actually here as a family, which is a very small family, (laughs) a family of three, we we have a very small uh, pod. Um, We actually have these events and we look forward to them. And we actually say on Thursday, you know, we're all, going to take showers, dress up, <laughs> and we're going to come down and and we're going to have a celebration of X sword, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so it gives us something to look forward to. And then mm-hmm. what, what I need to do is keep putting these pieces of carrot, <laughs> you know, in, uh, in the future. So after that, the, the card day comes the tree decoration, comes the Zoom with the family, comes the New Year celebration, and and make it an event. There's a certain level of joy in in making it your own in mm-hmm. a way. Mm-hmm. No, I love that. That's great. And and I've just I would just say that and I would just add that for parents who are in the Christmas spirit, in the holiday spirit, for parents who who or whose children are um, irrepressibly in the spirit, and and I think. I think that can be the case, especially for little ones who who just understand that it's Christmas and that's pretty much all they're focused on. I've heard conversations about creatively talking to your children about how Christmas works in this pandemic. Yes, yes Santa does uh, visit everyone, even though he has to wear a mask. And, and so for, for families that are going full speed ahead on, on Christmas and, and holiday celebration, there's lots of ways that um, you can position this so that it's a big adventure. And so maybe you can look in your neighborhood for ways, creative ways that people are, are celebrating, celebrating the holidays. Well, I have to say, Dr. Carrion, I feel better (laughs) as I always do after speaking with you. Um, And I know that, that people listening are going to feel better as well. And for no matter how everyone decides to spend their holidays, I'm definitely hoping that they will be safe and healthy. Everyone will have great satisfaction. 
Victor, it's always so great to talk with you. I, I love being able to have a stress expert in the house. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for inviting me to chat with you. It's always very nice too. And I wish you and, and your audience uh, wonderful holidays as well. I hope everyone listening enjoyed this conversation. Then you'll come back for more. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe, rate, and review where you find your podcasts and tell your friends. In the meantime, please check out the Ground Control Parenting blog at www.groundcontrolparenting.com for tons of parenting info and advice. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Ground Control Parenting and on LinkedIn under Carol Sutton Lewis. Please send comments and questions on any of these platforms because we really want to hear from you. Until then, take care and thanks for listening. 